back to episode 18 of Slay the Stars. In our last episode, Zem and Char each had dreams of Adria's plans. Zem going to her side, Char being annihilated. Someone searched Zem's room, causing her to look to Pakat Genevieve for help before telling her off again, because that's what Zem does. Uh, Xander and Char had a heartfelt conversation that ended with Xander racing back to Zamira's room to find her upset after her dream. He offered to stay with her for the night so she could get some sleep. Char stayed in his tree. Speaking of which. Oh, no. Char. You eventually pass out. Fall back asleep. Uh, and you wake up because you feel something grabbing your leg. Something big. Long fingers. And when you. How do you react? Panickedly. <clears throat> yeah, I figured. I'm going to look down and just reach for uh, my wooden katana to smack it. Okay, you instinctively go to grab your wooden katana. And this thing, which was trying to grab you quietly, not sure if you were asleep or not, immediately reacts by latching onto your leg. And when you look, you see this 15-foot-tall troll, long nose, long fingers, scraggly, patchy hair, lean almost too lean skeletal body with patches of skin missing. Looks like just sloughed off this like pussy necrotic growth all over its body. And it starts to try to rip you out of the tree. Oh shit. <laughs> and I need you to roll me initiative. You know what? You roll it to Zamira just so I have it. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> Fifteen. The troll is first that doesn't for this well. round. And it grabs a hold of you and starts pulling on you to get you out of the tree. Uh, you have advantage because you're tied. Roll me a strength saving throw. Sweet Jeebus. Um, okay, that's a 13. All right. You have a split second. Where you're holding on, you're, you have your katana in your hand, but you know you're slipping. You have a choice. You can either keep a hold of your katana, be dragged to the ground, or you can drop the katana and grab a hold and remain in the tree. I'm not dropping the katana. All right. You are ripped out of the tree and you fall to the ground at this thing's feet. And you hear it making... It almost sounds like it's speaking to you. Do you speak giant? Nope. I so, speak celestial common, elvish, orc, and undercommon. So what you hear to you just sounds like grumbling noise. <laughs> and it is standing over you and looks like it's about to attack. But that is its turn. Zen won't have a turn this round. Shar, you're up. What are you doing? So I'm still technically grappled. Is that correct? No, it just We're, grabbed you I out just, of the tree threw and threw you to the ground. Um, I'm going to... What is it called? I'm going to see if it works. I'm just going to go for an unarmed strike, but use hands of harm to start. So, okay. Oh, that's cock. Natural one. 
So I'm not going to use hands of harm because it's not even going to hit. You scramble up and you go to swing at this thing and you're just so disoriented from how you hit your head on the way down and you're just kind of dazed. You whiff. Bonus act. Because it's a natural one, I don't know how you want to play that one. But a bonus action backhand. Just try the same thing. Um, where are you for 15 to hit? 15 does not hit. You go with your backhand to swing and punch, and this thing grabs a hold of your hand, and you can feel it almost crushing your fist before it, like, tosses your hand to the side. But, Char, in the distance, you hear a whistle that you know is an alert. The people at the garden have seen that you you are hoping that what they are alerting to is this troll. Zamira. Question. Yes. Is he a hundred more than a hundred feet from me? You don't know what's happening yet. I'm but yes. you, you mean the moth? It's more yeah. Oh. Cause I was just gonna like I, I she, she can communicate with me telepathically if we're within a hundred feet. So if we're outside of 100 feet, she just, she can't. Yeah, so you are outside of 100 feet currently. The whistle goes off and starts to ring around the garden as the people are picking up the call. And Zem, you are just waking up. This is very early in the morning. Um, You hear the whistle and you open your eyes and you look over towards Xander, who's still awake, and he immediately stands up. And he says to you, Char's in trouble. And he just runs out of the room. Yeah, I'm like, go. Like, Char's in trouble, go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He takes off running. Um, What are you doing? Um, I'm going to look outside. And if there's more commotion, like more people are running, I'm going to let all the fucking monks handle it. So you are currently underground? You can go back up. I know, but okay. like the hallway, like if I if it oh. looks like anyone that was down, like in their like if they're running, if they're all running or multiple people are running, I'm just yeah. So when you look out, you do see some students and some other people who are running. So I am going to make my way, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to like rush to make it there. Like there's a whole monastery full of monks, I'm letting them okay handle their biz. Yeah. They're taking off. Uh, back to where we are. Uh, it's the troll's turn. Uh, it is going to swing out with its claws at you, Char. First one is a 21 mm-hmm. to hit. AC is 15. Uh, that is 11 points of damage. Uh Do you resist anything? No, not currently. Second claw. Uh, That is a miss. And then after it claws you once, goes and it lashes out towards you with its mouth and tries to bite you. That one is a miss as well. It's a 13. Um, But it's right up in your face. You can smell this. You remember back to the crocodile. And you didn't get as close to it as Zem did uh, whenever she was dissecting it. But it had this rancid smell to its breath. And you smell that just coming off 
of this troll. And it is your turn. Okay. Uh, with the katana, I'm going to try to hit, smack it across the face. Okay. I'm assuming that's a miss because that's less than the other one. And then offhand strike. Even less. All right. You are struggling and you're not sure if it's because you're still dazed, if this thing is just faster than you would expect it to be, but you're you're struggling. You're panicked. Char, you know you can't fight this thing alone. But you hear a few of the monks who have now gotten close enough. And you look over and you can see, based on their tattoos, that these two people are members of the Vs. Uh, one is a dwarf and one is a half-elf. I have a quick question. Go ahead. I'm assuming that Toro would be trying to contact me. So as soon as I'm within the 100 feet, like anything that she's trying to relay, like I could then hear. And I do speak giant. <laughs> okay. Okay, perfect. Um... So you would know that the dwarf's name is Falks. The the half-elf's name is Jaya. And they immediately run there and close ranks in, um, like, around you, trying to create more more targets for this troll. But that is all they can do at this point. Xander hasn't enough time to get there yet. It you is folks and who? Uh, Jaya. It is the troll's turn. Uh, it looks and sees all three of you there, and it is going to take one strike at each of you. First, a claw at folks that misses, then a claw at you. That's a grit. That's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. That is fifteen points. That was on the low end. Holy shit. Yeah. 15 points of damage to you, Char, uh, as it slashes across your chest and you feel this necrotic pain where it's touched almost like it's already infected. Your skin feels like it's burning up. And then it goes to bite at Jaya and misses. At this point, Zem... You are within 100 feet of Torah, and you start to hear almost like, you know, when you're tuning a radio and mm-hmm. you're just getting in closer, you, you start to hear what she's trying to telepathically convey to you, and you're just getting troll and char and danger, and she's trying to mimic to you what these sounds are trying to like key you into them. All you hear in that, in the giant tongue that this thing was trying to say was hungry, hungry. Okay. I'm going to, then now I have urgency and I'm going to like dash, run, do all of the things. Shar, it's your turn. Okay, I actually have a thing of holy water. I'm just going to yell. Get back, I'm going to crack it in my hands, but not fully break it, and just chuck it at it so it breaks on impact. Okay. Roll me some damage for this. Oh, so it's just going to work? Uh, Well, I mean, you can roll to hit it, but... You no, know, I just want to make sure, because it's not... The reason I'm doing it is not to 
damage it per se. It's more along the lines to I need it not to try to heal again. Okay. It. So it's two d six radiant, which is ten. Okay. And then I'm going to, as my bonus action with key, back up just behind where the beast is. Okay. Like I'm going to be on the back side of that rank. Okay. You back up to get out of the way to let them work. Uh, you can see where this bottle of holy, did you say it was oil? Holy water. Holy water smashes into the troll. It starts to like sizzle and burn this corruption that is on this troll. And it is the Visa's turn. And Char, you are not shocked by by their attacks you're more in awe you know what these people can do their hands are moving so quickly and they're landing these blows and the troll doesn't even have time to react before it's rocked by another hit and they've moved around now that you have backed up and you are less likely to be injured they've started flanking this troll and just smacking it back and forth with these blows it's looking way more hurt than it did a second ago. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Will you let me know when I'm within 60 feet, please? Yeah, I, we're into the regular initiative now. At this point, Shar, you look off to the side and you now see Xander running. He'll be here next round. And it is the troll's turn. And it is I'm imagining going... like straight up like Black Panther, Captain America run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like superhero run. Um... The troll manages to hit Jaya. Okay. And then it's going to bite her as well. So she manages, so this troll manages to swipe out and scratch her. And where it scratches, it kind of latches on and leans down and takes a bite out of her arm. And she doesn't make a sound. She just takes it in stride and goes around to clock this thing in the head. That's hot. <laughs> Zem, it's your turn. At this point, with your double movement from last time, you are about 40 feet away. You've made it to the edge of where the amphitheater for the garden is. And you can see what's happening. You see Xander's almost there. You see that Char has backed up. He looks bad. The two other monks that are there right now are just methodically taking apart this troll. You thought Char was a monk, and then you saw these people. And it's it's a total different class of fighter. What are you doing? Well, my original plan I kind of can't do, but I think I'm going to mind sliver this fool. Yes. Uh, make an intelligence save DC. 14. Motherfucker. I, unbelievably, it, that passes. Um, you cast this spell on this big dumb troll. And maybe it's just because you're so far away and the spell doesn't quite take effect. But you see the troll's eyes dart up and look towards you while it's getting its shit rocked from a bunch of monks. Okay. Anything else then? Um, what about can I? Cause like I know, I I cast a cantrip. Um, but can I do mage armor? 
I mean, it's a leveled spell. You have sorcery points, right? I do have sorcery Cause, points. Because Mind Sliver is an action as well, but if you use one of your sorcery points to quicken that as your bonus action, then you can cast Mage Armor with your action. Because it was a cantrip. Because it was a cantrip, yeah. All right, then that's what I'm going to do. All right. You do that. Mage Armor activated. Char, it's your turn. He's just going to look up. Get out of here, you nightmare. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save. DC is... 15. It's going to succeed. That was uh, told the dead. Okay. He's not going to be able to do too much more. That's the problem. All right. Are you moving or anything else? I'm still going to stay on the back end of that like grouping, but I'm not going to get out of the fight. I'm just trying to avoid being a hindrance. Okay. Folks and Jaya are still wailing on this thing, and then Xander gets there. And they sort of almost like a well-oiled machine, Jaya steps out of the way, and Xander has all of this force behind him meeting this troll and just crashes into this thing's stomach and it immediately doubles over and he slams his knee into the troll's face and it just comes up as this bloody mess. It's the troll's turn. It's going to try to attack Xander now because he is clearly... That's a crit. That one's going to hit too. Reaction, silvery barbs. On the crit? Uh-huh. Still hits, but it's not a crit. Uh... So you see Xander land these hits, um, but Shar, you notice he, these hits are powerful. He is hurting this troll. It looks like it's on its last leg, but he's not being careful. He's fighting like someone who's scared, and he leaves himself open, and this troll lashes out with its claws and manages to bite his shoulder. And Xander, like Jaya, does not call out or show any weakness in the moment, but you can see that he just got injured. Badly. Zem, it's your turn. Okay. Um, So I'm going to take the advantage um, from the reaction. Okay. And I'm going to Witch Bolt, but I'm going to Witch Bolt at second level. Do it. Portents. Um, no. What did you roll for Portents? I didn't. 16 I didn't. and a 16 4. And oh, 16 and a 4. Um, so that would be a 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And then I'm going to do... Oh, man. It's... Don't let me down. Are those... Is that full? Very, very close. 22. How do you want to do this, Sam? <laughs> I think that's my favorite part. Is it's just the monks beat the shit up and then... <laughs> yeah. Um. So I want to hit it like with all of this electric energy and I want it to like burn through like all of its veins but I want everyone to like see it 
Xander has an intimate look of this as this thing is like latched onto his shoulder with his teeth and is biting into him. And this witch bolt crashes into it, making it tense up for a moment. And you see the spidering electric burn throughout its body. And where that holy water hit it earlier, it seems to be even more effective. It turns this like red burning color. I had fucking advantage. I literally said I have advantage oh. and I only rolled it once. It doesn't matter. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have hit and I would have needed the I same thing anyway, but Okay. Sorry. Please. No, you're fine. Um and eventually it releases and Xander throws its corpse to the ground. And uh he kind of he reaches up and he holds his shoulder and his other hands on his side, but he walks over to you, Shar, and says, Are you okay? Shar's just gonna collapse on the ground. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm good. And he's gonna look over to Zem, make sure she's just kind of like. He's just gonna look over, like give you a thumbs up, like you could. <laughs> Zem, you <laughs> did you full on like cowboy this shit, like <laughs> razzle dazzle, bitches. <laughs> you look around, and the other monks who are there, they don't look concerned. A lot of them are the students. Some of them are other keepers. Um, Ulrich is not here. Genevieve is. They are watching this fight as sort of a spectacle, right? Um, God, I hate this guy. There's no, like, there's no cheering or anything like that. Um, but they're just watching, watching this spectacle before them. Um, like it's some sort of gladiatorial event. And Xander looks to the two Vs um, who are there and he says, help take Charlemagne back inside. We need to get him, get him seen. Um, and he looks at you, Zamira, and there's this look of awe, a little frightened. A little um, turned on. A little turned on. Every, <laughs> that's what it always is. Every time. Just, a little turned on every time people see you do this. No, I, I'm, so I'm standing there, like, kind of bent over. My hands are on my knees, like, and then people just sort of start dispersing. And I literally, I stand up and my hands are up, like, what the fuck? Yeah. The people who were closer to you and saw you do this are all kind of looking at you, uh, in kind of in shock. Um, but yeah, a lot of the other people who weren't directly next to you are sort of looking around like, what? Where did that come? Like, why? Uh, <laughs> nobody expected it. Um, and when you put your hands up and say, what the fuck? You see Genevieve walking towards you. Are you going to interact with her? Or are you going to just like turn around and be like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm... So if... if sh- Shar has already started walking away or being escorted to get, like, whatever. Yeah, Jaya and Falks have sort of, like, you know, one arm over each shoulder. They're helping him walk in. I'm, then, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. Then I'm going to I'm gonna check on Xander. And if he's all also starting to walk, then I'm just going to, like, hands on my hips and then follow. And if she catches up with me, I'm not going to, like... Yeah, she comes walking over towards you. And says, that was impressive. Thanks. And she 
She inhales like she's about to say something else, and Xander comes walking over to you and says, um, <clears throat> Zamira, do you want to come with me? I'll show you uh, to the infirmary where uh, Char is going to be seen. Yeah. And he looks at Genevieve and says, Picot, and then escorts you in. And she's not happy, but trying not to show it. I'm going to turn around like, wiggle my fingers at her. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, Char, you, um, you walk in of your own volition. However, the two are still going to come with you to make sure you don't collapse and die in the hallway. Um, Healing kit. Healing kit. Yep. Yeah, sure. And they let you sit in one of the... They have, like, medical cots there. Uh, you sit down. They rush over, grab a med kit, and they go to open it to... He's just going to grab for it. Like, he can take care of it. Oh. You guys are already breaking too many rules. Thank you. Oh, that... I don't... Don't worry about it. Not concerned. Uh, Jaya says that. We're not We're not concerned. Are you okay? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm good. Are you guys? Oh. Yeah, you can see that. I mean, they took some slashes. Um, Jaya got bitten. Bit pretty hard. I'm um, going to take care of Jaya first. Then just, I, here. She's like, no, you don't. He's not going to ask anymore. He's just going to do it. Okay. Because he can expend the use uh, as an action. I could spend one of the healer's kits to tend to a creature and restore 1d6 plus 4 to it, plus additional hit points equal to the creature's maximum hit dice. Mm. Okay. So on the dice roll, that's a 6, so f 10. All right. As you are tending to her, uh, at first you're cleaning out the wounds, wrapping them, and then as you are using the magical energy that you now possess to heal. She doesn't say anything, but she looks at you. She is a master of the key in her body and her own life force. And she can feel that it is being manipulated by somebody with magic. She doesn't say anything. See, that's the thing. I don't, are we in, Okay, so maybe we can come back to that. Are we interpreting the healer feet as magic? Yes, I okay. would like to interpret cool. that as magic. Back up. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't say anything. She just looks at you. A little interested. Curious more than anything, right? Yeah, curious. But as you are doing this, uh, Xander and Zamira come into the room. Uh, what are you doing, Zamira, when you come in? Always got to show off. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> you, this was this was all you. I mean, I finished it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good shot, by the way. Thanks, Shar. What are your hit points at currently? Currently, uh, ten. He looks like garbage. Like, well, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I I know, but I just I I want you to be aware of what he looks like. Uh. Yeah, I'm so I'm I'm just then I'm gonna get serious and come over like, are you okay? Let me help you with that. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. 
much like you wouldn't take no for an answer, I'm also going to wrap bandages around you, even though it's probably stupid at this point because you're probably <laughs> fucking already fully healing yourself. And I'm like, it's going to roll a medicine check. Accidentally <laughs> <laughs> poison shard. Is that a natural one? No. Natural 20. Yes. All right. Um, I'm rubbing up on you. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, she's paid attention to you. <laughs> Plus zero. <laughs> <laughs> she's paid attention to you. And, I mean, obviously there's no, uh, like, healing properties to this. But they're they're tight enough without being too tight, you know, stopping the, the blood flow. She's cleaning out some of the wounds and actually, like, it looks okay. She's doing a good job. Thanks. Uh, Xander is trying to uh, to be tough. You know, uh, but he sees that you're okay, sees that you're helping uh, Jaya and folks, uh, and he sits down on the cot beside the one that you all are gathered around. I'm going to look at him. You, you okay? Oh, oh yeah. Um, Buck up. I'm going to like punch him, but cast Cure Wounds. You quickly tap Xander, cast Cure Wounds. Um, he just looks over towards you and nods, uh, sits down. It's cot. mostly to keep the fact that like there is magic manipulation from Fox because I know how they would react could be very different from the way that everybody else is reacting currently. Okay. Roll me a sleight of hand then. 20. Dirty. They don't seem to notice. Zem and Jaya do notice. Uh, and you notice Zem has like a little smirk on her face. Uh, and Jaya has the same would I have been close to them yeah hmm because you came in you were helping to bandage Char so you're right there so okay so then I imagine that they're sitting sort of near each other and as I'm bandaging I'm just like looking up over at Gaia Jaya Jaya sorry Gaia's the other thing J-A-Y-A <laughs> Jaya and uh like and she's looking at you and doing the same thing <laughs> you guys are like middle school girling right now. Just yeah. like up, eye contact, down. Eye contact, down. Mm-hmm. Eye contact, down. Mm-hmm. And uh, Char, you are just trying to ignore them, ignore them, ignore them. Don't smile. Don't smile. Pretend like this is nothing. And you look up and you happen to catch Xander's eye. And he's sitting there with his hand on his face, also doing the same thing. Like, don't smile. Don't, don't, like, don't pretend like you don't notice their reaction. Um. And into the room comes Ulrich. I'm glad you all took care of that. Straight up, like, as he walks in, like, if if Char notices, he's standing up, just out of habit. Okay. Yeah, Xander, all, you notice also, Xander immediately stands up. Okay. Uncomfortable, but sure. Ulrich is like, I'm glad you're all okay. Um, this isn't our first, our first troll. You're all fine. The... Disease hasn't spread to any of you. Under my breath, I'm like, Captain Obvious. Shar <laughs> is just like his entire demeanor changes. It's not because it's not that he doesn't trust Ulrich. It's just it's a different trauma. Okay. And you would notice almost damn near immediately. When he says, when he asks if the disease has spread to any of them, uh, Jaya looks down and says, no, um, I think, I think I'm okay. And Falks is like, I, it didn't hit me. Uh, and Xander's just 
laying there on the cot. He hasn't said anything. Shard is not saying anything, but now he's like double checking like the silence. Like Ulrich looks over at Xander and he walks over towards him and he says, let me see. And Xander moves his hand away from his shoulder where the, the troll had like bitten down. And uh, he looks and Ulrich, not gloves, not anything. He like touches the wound, moving the cloth away from it. And you hear him exhale. You're going to be fine. We just need to clean it out. You're lucky you canceled that natural 20. <laughs> um, and Ulrich actually goes over, gets a healing kit, gets some other things, and starts cleaning Xander's wounds and starts trying to bandage him up and help him. Where there was like sort of a jovial, fun atmosphere before, it is silent. Everyone is very serious now that you are in the presence of the Grand Keeper, except for probably Zamira. She's... I rolling like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, You're one of the kids in the neighborhood that like rolls up to the barbecue with uh, the fireworks like that you just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have uh, any reason or desire to be reverent in this place at all. Like, full stop. We are aware. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he's finished, Ulrich says, All right. Um, are we ready for our meeting? I have the CN assembled in the meeting room. Uh, Genevieve is making sure that they're ready. Um, I know that... It's been quite the morning. I have breakfast laid out there as well, if either of you are hungry. Thank you. I'm going to look at Xander before I, like, respond to anything. Like, I'm looking for an indication of, like, do we accept hospitality? Uh, Xander looks over at you, makes eye contact with you, Zem, and he stands up and uh, he's like, I'll... I'll come with you. Uh, I want to hear what happens. And Ulrich is like, you need to stay here and heal. You look terrible. And Xander's like, I'm fine. It doesn't take a high insight role to see that he is not fine. But Ulrich, seeing that he's not going to win this fight, just sort of shakes his head. And he says, then come if you're coming. I'll follow lead. Okay. Shar, uh, as you go to walk away from folks and Jaya, Jaya grabs your wrist, and when you turn, she says, thank you. Thank you. And she whispers, you do have friends here. I know. I don't want to put you guys in a position to... And he's not going to finish the sentence. And she squeezes your wrist and lets you go you're led out of the infirmary down the hallways eventually coming to a large meeting room uh sure you would know that this is the meeting room used uh by the keepers by the uh grand keeper the pacot for important meetings usually people from outside of the garden are not allowed in this meeting area so the fact that they're holding 
this here uh, makes you think that it is it's important. They're taking this seriously. Uh, um, like immediately upon like the chance that like we're out of the infirmary and start walking, he's going to hit you on the shoulder. And because he casts it once a day on you to keep you safe, you have advantage on your next initiative roll. Okay. Okay. Um, and so you walk into the room and you see seated around the table are the six CN. Uh, so Char would know that these are sort of like the keepers of knowledge for the, the, um, for the garden. They are below the keepers on the hierarchy chart. Um, but if you need to know something, they're the people you find. Think of them as sort of like librarians. Okay. Badass librarians. Badass librarians. How do you spell that? S-C-I-E-N. S-C-I-E-N. Okay. And you see they are all assembled along with Genevieve, who is currently sitting to the right of the, the seat that's at the head of the table. And when you come in, when all of you, the four of you come into the room, everybody's there, stands up. And Ulrich walks around to the front of the table and motions for you, the two of you, to go down to the other end and sit at that end of the table. And usually, as a keeper, Xander would be sitting towards the head of the table near Ulrich. And there is a seat on Ulrich's left that is open. He does not take that seat. And instead, he walks to the, under the other end of the table and sits with you and Char. doing what i should have done last time and he sits down if you keep protesting i'm gonna be i'm gonna like lean behind his i, I don't know why my brain he's sitting in between us but i'm gonna lean behind him and go quit being a bitch <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna die <laughs> xander leans over to you and says what your wife said <laughs> <laughs> that's not <laughs> and the three of you are now laughing and everybody at that end, dead silence. <laughs> Not laughing. Boring side, awesome <laughs> side. Clear divide. All right. <laughs> and um, Ulrich says, all right, we, uh, we need to get this started and get this over with. Um, five questions. I'm going to give you five questions. We will tell you what we know. I've assembled all of the CN here so that you have access to the knowledge of the garden. When we are done, we'll talk about what comes next. I'm sure like noticeably just gulps. Right? As soon as Zem speaks the first question, Shar is trying to, is going to cast detect magic and just keep an eye on the entire situation. Okay. So you know who I am and you know where I come from. I haven't been delicate about the fact that I don't trust you. And it's probably and mostly because I assume that you've heard of me through contact with Nexus. And I'm wanting to know what, if any, dealings you've had with Nexus. And if you do, who do you interact with from there? So you see one of the CN, uh, Albus. He is male, half-elf, 
starts to speak and uh, Genevieve cuts him off before he can even get a word out. And she says, we do not have any dealings with Nexus and infiltrating them with spies is out of the question. We are not a spy organization, Zamira. We are monks. And you see a look back up. Both of you roll me insight for the entire moment. Oh, uh, where's my thing? Pause, please. It's insight for this for entire thing. 25. Shart. You see the rest of the CN. Most of them seem to just accept what Genevieve says and don't want to contradict her. But Albus, there's a look on his face. And then it's like he can't hold it in anymore. And he says, but, Pacot, can I please speak? We don't have any direct dealings with Nexus. But we do receive information on them from time to time, especially from the Capitol reports. Unfortunately, we don't know much more than you both do. They're looking for magic users. I suspect they they're they might be behind some of the abductions. I we don't that's really all I know. But I didn't want to be disingenuous. And you can see Genevieve just looks pissed that he just spoke what she considers out of turn. I'm going to look over to Ulrich and just kind of like very silently acknowledge like really? He is stone-faced. I'm aware that that's the way he deals with it but I need him to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is trying very hard to control his face in this moment. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, I I appreciate your honesty. And on like on honesty, my eyes shift over to Genevieve. She's already looking directly at you. You just sort of meet her gaze. Absolutely sure that that is exactly what happened. Um This feels like a uh something from like the uh Alice in Wonderland like chess scene. This just... is very Game of Thrones at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Just waiting for the stabbing to start. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So. So they're looking for magic users and you've heard of. And I like I, I have. Sorry. Let me back up one second. I stopped looking at Genevieve and I'm looking directly at Albus because I appreciate the fact that he was honest and more open about his answer. So I'm directing my question to him. Um, so that being said, what have you heard about any magical dealings going on lately? Like, like of a major level and not, not your typical parlor tricks that come out of the Academy. Albus is, there was the, the boy, uh, he was, he was abducted um, in Tel Nim. That's the the drow capital. Um, they said that he could perform miracles. He was important to his people. And 
he was abducted from his home right up from under his parents um watch they he hasn't been seen since and then um one of the cn is a gnome female her name is orla she's like oh um there was also a, a trove of magic items that were found in Morbale that used to belong to the old kings before the empire came in. Uh, the dwarves are claiming it's their right to keep it and maintain the find, but uh, everybody wants a piece of the hoard. Uh, we heard that an envoy from Stellium is on their way as we speak uh, to act as intermediaries and to help the dwarves understand what they found. Uh, we heard that Headmaster Ristos is leading the expedition. Um... Last report we got from them said that she was going to take two of her deans with her, but they're squabbling over who gets to go. Sounds right. Yeah. We've never been to Morbale, but we were thinking of going there. Uh, what what can we expect and what rules of etiquette do we need to observe? Another one of the CN, uh, male, human, uh, his name's Hector. He seems to have attitude, and you see he glances to Genevieve, and the two of them share a quick look. Char, you clock that he's looking to her, like, like almost like, should I answer, or how much should I answer? He's looking to her like she's his boss. That's how this look comes across. Sorry, what's his name? Hector, with a K. Hector looks at you... Zamira says, uh, I'm the current envoy to the dwarves. They're they're good people, smart. Uh, they never relied as heavily on magic as the rest of us, so they didn't experience uh, as much decline when the divine magic fled the world. Uh, they don't put much stock in gods, uh, though I suppose no one does anymore. They value smarts and bravery. Uh, but make no mistake. They didn't surrender to the Empire, and I wouldn't go around telling everyone you're from Saltspire when you get there. Uh, if you got coin, they're happy to take it. They're a big commerce point, being in the center of the world as they are. Shoot straight with them, you'll be fine. So just to confirm, because I have the tech magic up, nothing, do I see anything magical or any spells being cast specifically? Glad you brought that up again. No spells being cast, uh... No magical items on any of them. Interesting. Yeah, it is weird. You would have expected something. something. And there's nothing. So they don't have any kind of customs that we need to observe? No, I mean, just, you know, treat them with respect like you would anybody else. Uh if they offer you a beer, an ale, take it. Never turn down a drink. That's it. Well, I also don't put much stock in the gods. Um, but I've heard a name a couple of times recently, and I was wondering if you could tell me what I've heard about it. Or, I mean, what you've heard of it, about it. Um, the god um, Oppenor? No, oh, and you see he... Looks at Hector looks directly over at another one of the CN. Uh, her name's Rayla, uh, female, human. She almost cops an attitude with you, Zamira, very similar to your own attitude. 
Uh, and she's like, honestly, do they not teach you anything at school? Abenor, deity of knowledge, thought, mind, wisdom, ultimate truth. Not a god who generally inspired fanatical worship. She sort of leans forward. He did have cults, though. Uh, cults obsessed with seeking out knowledge of things like the future. Uh, do you know who the Sybils are? I mean, <clears throat> were? No, because I was too busy um, furthering my my um, skills and my mm. own power. Oh, well, let me educate you, Zamira. And she leans forward and she says... The, the Sibyls were women who pushed their powers, trying to gain the power of foresight. You know, to see the future, to know it, to change it. Ah, oh, but no, no one's heard of them in centuries. Nobody even really believes in that kind of magic anymore. Shar freezes. And just... she's, she's staring at you. In, like, a knowing sort of way. And, Char, yeah, you clock this as, like, she's daring Zem to pop off. She's trying to goad Zem. I'm, yeah, I mean, they sound like they were powerful beings. They certainly were. Mm -hmm. That's all you got? Do you have another question for me? Um, well, anyone really, uh, doesn't, it doesn't need to be you. Um, we, uh, so we do know who the council is, um, but do you know about why Sulfarum would have been speaking to seedy people in Ocean Guard? Uh, I was definitely under the impression that this would not be a, a place that he would be seen in. Um, what possible moves could he be making there? At that question, you actually see Ulrich sort of perk up a bit, and he looks over towards... Anna, uh, she's an elf, female. He says, Anna, is there something strange happening with the elvish seat? Didn't that, didn't he just take that seat a few months ago? And Anna says, um, <clears throat> we've had no reports of anything being amiss in Annenfell. I assure you, Grand Keeper, uh, Char, you clock that she is being very deferential when she says Grand Keeper, but when she tilts her head, it's it looks like it's almost directed towards Genevieve, not Ulrich. And she says, as far as Silfarin goes, he is a fine man, though annoying in his haughtiness. I would be surprised to know if he had any dealings in Ocean Guard. I will look into this at once, though. Uh, if the elf seat is compromised, Annenfell needs to know. So no, no guesses? No, I haven't heard anything. What platform did he run on? 
oh, um, I mean, he's from a good family. Um, his family has done many good works in Annafel. You can tell you, um, you threw her off with that question, uh, and she's being dodgy about it. Um, yeah, he's he's a good man from a fine family. All right. So it took every ounce of me to not be like, first of all, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Question one. So tell me about the the animals and the goings on that are happening around here. Is this the fifth or you're trying to go further than five? I'm going further than five. We've 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 already done all five. Okay, I thought so. Uh, When you go to ask the next question, Ulrich looks up. And. He looks like he's going to let it slide, uh, and Genevieve says, um, <clears throat> Grand Keeper, I believe that was five. And Ulrich says, yes, Genevieve, but if they're going to be traveling, they need to know. And he looks towards you and says, final question. And uh, Before I forget to ask, because I know this is a stupid thing, but I would like to know, are our magical items being picked up on my Detect Magic? Because we have rings on. They are not. Thank you. So. (laughs) Shit, I thought I got away with it. (laughs) I believe it's the final CN, the one who hasn't spoken yet. Zash, human male, uh, speaks up. He says, the blighted creatures have been coming since the last solstice uh, their numbers are increasing we do not know what is causing them the blight seems to be worsening we don't know if this was one occurrence that has progressed and so these are all things that were infected at the same time we don't know if this is spreading from one creature to the next we've tried to follow the trail of these things and we found nothing so i appreciate you answering an additional question that troll that attacked char it said hungry hungry He starts thinking for a moment, and you hear Albus, he, Albus makes like a, like a, like a, like an interesting noise, and he takes out a notebook. He starts flipping through its pages, and he's taking notes, and he's thinking. Um, and he he speaks up for a moment. And he's like, "I'm sorry, I I don't want to interrupt. the The creatures weren't really my my area of expertise, but you said that it seemed to be more common at, at the last solstice. And at this point, Shar, you notice that Zash seems very annoyed by Albus, and Zash is like, "Yes," and Albus is like. I wonder why, wonder why the, the solstice. 
And he's he's flipping through his books and he says, that's when the the kidnappings of some of these purported magic users started with the boy and Telnim. This all seems to be a lot of coincidences. And he looks to the Grand Keeper and he's looking directly at Ulrich. And he says, um, Grand Keeper, I know that we are not supposed to communicate with Zamira and her friend. He's very careful about not saying Shar's name. Not in like a rude way, in just I like a it. deferential yeah. way. And he says, but I think that I think that there's something here. I would like your leave to work on this and to communicate my findings to them in some way if I can find a connection. And Genevieve goes to start speaking and Ulrich puts his hand up, asserting his his actual will for the first time. And he says, yes, you have my leave. And Albus visibly relaxes a little bit. And you both notice Xander just sort of like, like nods his head like, Thank God. Thank God. One good thing came out of this. And Ulrich says, that is everything. Shar, you notice that he sounds like he's saying something he doesn't want to say. And he says, after the the run-in with the troll today, I'm sure that you are tired, Shar. And Zamira, you expended yourself. Uh, if you would like to stay one more day, I will give you leave to stay here. Shar, I will even allow you to stay inside the garden. He's not going to look at him, just head down. Just, Sir, I have already um, taken advantage of your kindness beyond uh, the point where it should. I cannot imagine needing to stay here another night. Is that your feeling as well, Zamira? I would not stay here a single night more if I was bleeding out and dying. Because it was panic Shar. Zem is just like, I will burn it to the ground. <laughs> Our stay here has been nothing but awful. <laughs> Zero stars. <laughs> Zero stars. Ulrich tries to keep a stone face during this whole thing, Samir, you don't notice. Shar, you notice that just around his eyes, there is a moment of relief and also humor. He thinks that Zamira is funny. Um, and now I like him. <laughs> and Except I don't see it. Xander is, like, he went from, like, relaxing when Albus got leave to help you to, like, Every muscle in his body is standing out because this is the moment he was dreading the entire time. But Ulrich says, as you wish. And you can see that Genevieve looks frustrated. She wants to say something, but this is the first time she is at a loss for words. And uh, Ulrich says, well, then uh, I will have your horse brought around and you are free to go. I'm going to get up. Thank you for answering our questions. Thank you. Of course. I'm going to look directly at the Grand Keeper. It all right. You have been kind enough to indulge us with an extra question. 
would you ask anything of us? A question was the implication, not a favor. The poster that we received said that the two of you are criminals, murderers. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Is it true? The posters do not tell a whole truth. That is a safe answer. Thank you, Charlemagne. And uh, Xander stands up and says, Grandkeeper, I will see them out. And Ulrich is like, of course you will. But he doesn't say no. He just nods. And the three of you are free to go. As we walk by, I'm going to stop by Albus and I'm going to point to his notebook. And I'm going to say, you be careful with that thing. Seems like unseen things look at your notebooks if you just lay up let them lie around looking at albus you would guess that he's probably early 20s probably brand new to this role uh and he has this naivety about him and he's just like oh uh, yeah of course i'll I'll let you know if I find anything. Uh, if you if you find out anything that could help me with my work, send it send it here. We're allowed to communicate, so you know if you can help me and I can help you, this this could be good. You and I are allowed to communicate. Uh, the three of us. You can you notice he's still weird about like looking at Char because he's not sure what the relationship is. But I'm gonna walk a little more like away so that they can talk for a minute if they want. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how will you find me? Oh, um, well, that's a, that's a good question. I guess we could use paper birds or something like that. It would be expensive. I probably wouldn't be able to send them frequently. I mean, I don't have paper birds. Oh, well, I guess we'll have to find a way. I mean, like, with all your, all your knowledge, you, you don't have, like, Oh, I, I'm not... I can't do magic. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Okay. I'm sorry. Anyway. No, fine. It's all good. Um, I just make sure you keep an eyeball on this thing. Oh, of, of course. He clutches his book to him. You can tell he has a very strong relationship with his notebooks, like you. Feel you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Genevieve. It's been awful. See you never. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way, Zamira, and I hope we see each other again. Queen! <laughs> anyway. Bye. <laughs> and her, hopefully we we'll see you again. Sounds like a threat. So my question to Ulrich specifically was relying on the insight from the rest of the group to see if anything seemed to miss from any of them since I cannot rely on magic sight, apparently. Mm -hmm. So my question was, how does everybody else react in the room to that offering of a question versus what he asked? Pretty, they don't seem... on the up and up, doesn't seem like anything was off? No, they looked uh, shocked that you offered. Hmm. Same. <laughs> but... 
That's really it. Shar needed to know where they were thought process wise. Because after everything that happened, something else was up. And if he had gone in without meeting with Xander the night before, probably wouldn't have asked. Although I, I do imagine that he still would not have stayed another night. All right. For fear of burning the place down. <laughs> <laughs> this place is balls. So uh, you walk out. You are led to the stable area where uh, there is a student who is starting to get your horse ready. Uh, Xander quickly dismisses them. And the three of you set about in relative silence, getting things ready to go. Uh, eventually it's done. You're ready to leave. I'm going to say my goodbye first. Um, I don't have a lot of people that I trust. Life has taught me that. Um, but I do believe that you have Shar's best interest at heart. As long as that remains true, you have my trust. I'm going to hug him. And then I'm going to say, like, when I pull back, I'm going to say, you can come with us if you want. You say that, and he's nodding, nodding, and you you go to give him a hug, and he's not somebody who's used to being hugged. He doesn't get a lot of hugs, so there's, like, this very, like, tense moment, and then he he relaxes, and he hugs you back, and it's genuine. And when you say to him... You could come with us. He just, I hope that my presence here will be more helpful than me simply coming with you. I understand. And, uh, and then I'll like walk away. Okay. I'm giving space. Okay. He turns towards you, Char, and he says, I'm probably going to regret sitting with you both today. Uh, it was fun seeing the look on Genevieve's face. Yeah. She's gotten worse, hasn't she? You have no idea. You really have no idea. Xander. He's just got to be completely, like, lost for words. Xander puts his hand on your shoulder and says, Listen. I know that you're scared and I know that things have been hard and there's a good chance it's going to get worse, but, and he tries to meet your gaze because you are one for not mm -hmm. looking people in the eye. And he says, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for her. I saw something in her last night that scared me. It reminds me a lot of what's happening here. I'll keep her safe. Yeah. I'll find you again, I hope. Of course. In this life or the next. And he squeezes your shoulder, and then he just turns to both of you. <sighs> okay. Now go before... The opportunity is wasted. And the two of you head out of the garden. And I imagine you ride in silence for a long time while you think about 
everything that just happened. Oh, no. Zem's a crackle fire right now. Who knows? That's true. I just picture you guys get not even out of earshot of Xander. And Zem's like, bound chicka wow <laughs> Just totally break the whole somber. Uh, I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to like uh, stage whisper like, did you make out? Would you shut up? <laughs> and that's where we'll cut it. Last words of this episode. Did you make out? <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hey, guys, this is Arthur Polino with Slay the Stars. Thank you so much for listening to episode 18. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Uh, go over to our socials, interact with us a little bit. We'll be able to answer any questions. I know that uh, the Twitter has been kind of blowing up. Our DM has been getting a lot of questions about what's going on. All I know is that there's questions. I have no idea what they are. So maybe Leah's fucking with me. I don't know. This is where we're at now. So in order to spread a lot of love, we're actually going to promote another podcast today. So they are Power Word Fail. That's at P-O-W-E-R-W-O-R-D underscore F-A-I-L. Uh, you can go find them on Twitter. Uh, they are really, really good storytellers. The production value is high. And to be perfectly honest, if I may be so inclined, they're actually a lot of fun to hang out with online. So go uh, check them out. Again, that's at PowerWord underscore fail. God, I really wish there was like another way that I could explain how fun they are and how good they are. We have a what now? We have a promo. Oh, shit. Well, I'm just going to put that on. Without further ado. Hail, adventurers. Are you seeking a high fantasy story powered by lush character dynamics? What about an immersive saga cloaked in arcane mystery? Perhaps the hilarity of the player's table is your siren song. Then join us for powerful words and powerful failures on Power Word Fail, an actual play Dungeon Dragons 5th edition podcast. Our first campaign, Chosen of the Crystal Crown, is helmed by DM Carlos Torres and stars a diverse and talented cast known as the Failures, a group of not-quite-heroes thrust onto the scales of power. Are they the long-sought inheritors of the mantle of the Crystal Court? Or are they just a bunch of dingleberries who got in way over their heads? Will they bring balance or press their hands and spread chaos over Telflower? Take arms and take heed. All actions have consequences in the world of power word fail. Check us out Mondays, wherever you get your podcasts. Our awesome intro music is brought to you by the one and only Isaac Viers. Character designs by the lovely Cam Gonzalez. Produced by our very own Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer, the one, the only, the me, Jen Kearney. And last but not least, our audio engineer, Arthur Bellino. Thanks for listening.